0: Welcome to Money Memoirs, a taboo-breaking interview series sharing intimately uncensored conversations about money. I am Barry Tesler, a financial therapist, author, and creator of The Art of Money, my year-long money school and global community. Join me as I connect with brave folks from all walks of life to explore their experiences with money from their greatest struggles to triumphant celebrations, to lessons learned, and unexpected discoveries along the way. These interviews are raw, heartfelt money stories. They're vulnerable, inspiring, and always authentic. These interviews are a snapshot of the personal connection and practical support you'll find in my year-long money school, The Art of Money. The Art of Money is a holistic framework that integrates money healing, money practices, and money maps. And it blends together therapeutic, body-based practices with so many real-life tools that you need to create healthy, sustainable change in your money life. If you'd like to learn more, head to BarryTesler.com. For now, get comfy and cozy for another intimately uncensored money memoir. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Art of Money Roadshow, and we're in amazing San Francisco, and I'm here with Rebecca McLaughlin Lewis. I said that correctly. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. And she's a dear friend Mm. and a colleague Mm. and (laughs) part of the Art of Money community for at least three or four years at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Hi. Hi. <laughs> so good to be here. Thank you for Hi. having me. Thank you for inviting us into your home. It is it is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. <laughs> so, I always like to begin by talking about money stories. Mm-hmm. And it would be our honor if you would share with us a little bit about your money story. Mm-hmm. And why did you even say I'm going to do some money work? I'm going to step into the art of money community. Mm-hmm there's tension here. There's some challenge. I need to look at this. So all this, I need, on. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> I need a lot of help. Um,
1: I mean, I think for most of my life, I was pretty asleep in relationship to money. I wasn't taught about money growing up. Um, you know, there was a lot of money around. I grew up in a wealthy family, Um, But nobody, we didn't talk about it. We had it, but we didn't talk about it. There wasn't skills taught to me. Um, And so by the time I kind of was heading out to be an adult, um, I had a lot of secret shame that I didn't have a clue about money. Mm -hmm. And it started to kind of push through in a lot of areas of my life. And I could see that it was dysfunctional, but I really wasn't ready to look at it. (laughs) You know, so I just kind of let it play out the way it was playing out. And I worked on other areas of my life, you know, like you always say, I kind of, money is the final frontier. I did my relationship work, I did body work, I did school work, (laughs) you know, I did a lot of work in a lot of other areas, but money wasn't something I wanted to look at. Um, So, but it persistently was kind of there and it was persistently this secret, shameful, embarrassing thing that I thought I was the only one yeah. who had an issue with it. Um, cause I, you know, seemingly saw friends or family that had it together and I didn't feel like I did. And so, um, finally I just, you know, throughout through work, I got brave. I think that was what it was. I said, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of feeling this way. I'm tired of being this way. I'm tired of spending this way. And, you know, I'm just tired of carrying this, this secret thing. And so, um, I realized that I couldn't do it on my own. And I said, okay, I'm going to get help. And I found you somehow. And it was like, (laughs) the world's aligned. And I was like, there's my person. And, you know, the way you spoke um, the way you talked about it the way you took the shame away right off the bat, the way you made it holistic so it was like I could find myself in it and I know a lot of people share this about your work but it's really true it was, you know I had gone to financial therapists or financial planners and nobody was speaking the language that I could find myself in
0: hmm. so hmm. yeah so I dove in. There's a few things that I want to honor yeah. um, number one is that And I've seen this for years. When I started doing this work 14 years ago, when I would teach groups, and we would start sharing some of our upbringing and the families that we were born into, and Mm -hmm. whether they had money or where they were, right, Mm -hmm. on that spectrum. And as soon as someone would get to, well, I came from a wealthy family, I could just feel in the room that everyone had this thought or sense of, oh, well... I would love that or my god all my money problems would be solved if I came from a wealthy family or That would just make things so much easier And I've come to learn over and over and over and over that that's so not true that no matter what family background We come from there's challenges there's strengths. There's beauty. There's love. Yeah, right? Yeah And so yeah,
1: yeah, I mean and I I had that that experience of being in the room, you know whether it was, you know, a group like, like you offer or friends and definitely feeling silenced and like, not, not silenced by them, but actually feeling also the flip side of that. Who am I to raise my hand and say, I have a problem with money. If I actually, you know, had come from the background I had come from, who was I to say, you know, I need help in this department or I'm struggling or I've had pain here, you know, um, and it took me a long time to validate that pain for myself. I mean, I think working with you and doing other things to finally say, wait, no, I I'm struggling here and that's okay. You know, my struggle is no, um, more or less than anyone else. And actually what I have found through talking with other people, those who come from, a wealthy background or those who don't, most of our feelings and, you know, shames are exactly the same. Yeah. You know, it is. we don't know what's enough. <laughs> we don't know what's this, you know, it's, and it's,
0: you, you don't know how to make money decisions yet. Exactly. Or you're not looking at your numbers. We all feel very infantile yeah. or like a child,
1: yeah. you know, I mean, and that I think has been one of the most healing things about being in your community yeah. has been, you know, seeing that from all angles and it's not about what you have it's yes. actually about what your experience has been and how you've learned about it
0: yes yeah so so it's this is so important so it's it's not about how much money is in your bank account or how big your numbers are i mean we work on that as well like we want to help people increase their income and all of that yeah. and but it's it's the emotions that come up in our experiences can be coming from every single background and all different kind of backgrounds. And coming from a wealthy family doesn't mean that everything is solved and everything is great. No. Yeah? No. And I remember you've also shared with me just growing up that because you came from a wealthy family that somehow you felt like you shouldn't have any issues. Yeah. Like in any other areas of your life, which of course you did. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I felt like I had been given so much. So who was
1: I to complain? So it was like all of those, those struggles, that pain in any area of my life was kind of negated. And, um, because I had this and that was really, you know, a trump card for me that, um, held and, and, and held me so captive from being really free and from just being able to be who I am in the world. Right? And, mm-hmm. and to be more than what my money story is or what my family is or to just actually find me. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. otherwise you're just so defined by these other things.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I was just curious, you know, you mentioned in the beginning which I think was beautiful when you stop and say let's back up and say there's this thing that happens when you people are aware that you come from a wealthy family. It shifts the energy. And mm-hmm. I've felt that with other people as well that have come from that kind of a background. Mm-hmm. And we always hear Barry say in the course and on the calls, like, it's, having a bunch of money does not fix your issues, mm-hmm. it doesn't disappear, it's a different set of issues, mm-hmm. yep. and you kind of said the same thing in the beginning. So I've always been curious, like, even if it's just a bullet point list, mm-hmm. we don't have to go into any of it, mm-hmm. but I'm really curious, what are some of those issues? Like, What comes up for you as like, oh, there's this and this and this and I deal with that too? Mm-hmm. And then,
0: that are specific to coming from a wealthy family, or just her own yeah. issues. Because Mo- mostly,
2: I'm just curious. I think a lot of it's like, well oh, okay, I don't really believe you, but all right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have issues. Okay, you mentioned shame in the beginning. Shame.
1: I mean, I think shame is the big one.
0: Um, Can I mention one word? Guilt. Guilt. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. guilt's huge. Um, guilt. Will you describe that, like what that means for you? Because it's so different for everyone.
1: I think you know being born into a wealthy family, you don't choose that, right? see, so you actually are just born into that and, um, and you're met with a lot of that stigma or a lot of those, if you're, you know, awake and aware, which actually mo- at least a lot of the people that, um, I have met who are also, you know, come from a wealthy and there's a lot of tiers of wealthy. I mean, wealthy could just be having more than others, or it could be, you know, multi-whatever. Not
0: having to work. Not having to work, and being completely... Free your whole life and being able to live on your family. Exactly. Money. So to there's... inheriting along the way, yeah. smaller chunks that allow you to buy a house yeah. or move through a transition. Have more
1: free, you know, have
0: more... But it's not even more freedom, just have more...
1: Options. I'm not even sure. Mm. But I think it's guilt. It's like, who am
0: I to have that over anybody else? Mm. Or
2: to have any problems at all.
0: Or to have any problems at all. Well, it goes into that. But who am I to to have that when others don't? When others
1: don't. And also, um, you know, that somehow there's also this kind of fear because so much is given to you. That, you know, that piece about... Um, not, I mean, I don't think this is a, across the board with Wally, but it was for me, you know, not knowing or not feeling like I was valuable enough to make my own because I had already had so much, you know, and I, I mean, I didn't come from a grossly wealthy family at all, but you know, there was experiences across my life where that room quiet and there was, you know, and I was seen differently. And I already felt different because I was a normal person going through normal
0: stuff, you know? You felt separate. Separate. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where it's such a universal theme. Like Mm -hmm. we all have our different versions of where we feel separate right? or where we feel different or where we feel like we're not part of a group, right? right? But this was part of your story. Right. It's like part of one of your details or nuance of, um, what what about about
2: judgment? Like, I'd imagine if I were in that position with that mm-hmm. with your history, that you'd be dealing with a lot of other people's judgment without even really knowing you or your story. But as soon as they figure out that you mm-hmm. come from money, there's immediate judgments.
1: Well, there's a lot of there's immediate judgments. There's, there's immediate assumptions. assumptions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's immediate um, you've had it served to you on a silver spoon. What a lot of people don't know is there's a lot um, that. Um, like money comes a lot tied to a lot of things, a lot of people, you know, and so, um, there's a lot and there's, there's also when it's from family, you know, we all try to individuate from our families, but when there's a line of money, it's, it's tougher to pull away. And there's things that, that pull you back into patterns that, um, may or may not allow you to individuate. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was at Um, a conference this summer, um, a family of wealth conference, and um, I was there both professionally and interested personally, and the biggest topic was how do we get the next generation of inheritors and wealthy adult children to individuate and to follow their own dreams so they're not just like living in the shadows or the footsteps of the wealth creator. Yeah. And um, or the
0: conditions of the or love the con- yeah, yeah the conditions and or I the think values of the love creator yeah and
1: I have yeah. for myself but also for that whole community a ton of compassion because um, the judgments and the assumptions are often entitled you know and I think the flip side of entitlement is fear mm-hmm. I really do I think the flip side of entitlement is a fear that you're gonna have nothing and you know, you already don't feel like you can function with everything. <laughs> so if you've had nothing, you might really
2: so shame, guilt, judgments, pearl, statue, Assumption. assumptions. Power issues with your family, individuating from your family, The yeah. value, yeah. finding your value in the world, that's six or seven things. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. That's and your voice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. your voice. yeah. Finding
2: your voice. And yeah. really
0: wanting to make your own money. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen that a lot. Yeah. A lot of folks really want to know their own value, mm-hmm. independent of mm-hmm. the family money, mm-hmm. want to know that they can earn. From their own skill set mm-hmm. and their own brilliance and superpowers. and Yeah. And yeah. I see that so much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I think there's, there's, there's a very unique, um, but also universal set of struggles around them. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. people who have money have trouble making money. People who don't have money have trouble making yep. money. And yep. so, you know, finding your own value in the world is tough work yeah. no matter how you, Go about it, no
0: matter what background you're and
1: whatever background you come from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that there is, you know, kind of tucked under the the cover uh, suffering for the yeah, affluent just gonna community. Say that. It's like
2: I'm holding that set of things I just listed in mind, and it's like, okay, there's suffering mm-hmm. in this situation. And there's a whole other set of suffering for people who are not making as much exactly. money and they have a different set of struggles, but yes. it's just, it's both suffering. It's yeah. both suffering. It's just suffering. Yeah. You and, can't
1: pit pain against pain. Yeah, That's what can. I always say. Yeah. But, you, know, yeah. you just, you can't pit pain against pain mm. and actually doing that creates more separation Yes, and less love and less compassion and, mm.
0: um, yeah. Mm. Mm. So let's go into some of that middle journey, Mm -hmm. right? Because for some folks who come from a wealthy family, it's figuring out what their own value is independent of Mm -hmm. their family's money Mm -hmm. or figuring out how they can earn money because they want to earn their own money. That's so important to Mm -hmm. them. Or Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, so talk about that middle road of even just some of the practices and Mm -hmm. some of the work that you've done. Yeah. Like what, and what shifted? Well, I would say so much has shifted along the way, (laughs) and I would
1: also say that I'm still growing, and I'm not complete in this area. I mean, of course, every, Jordan,
0: everyone says that. I this interview just like, I just want you to know. I, I just, just want you to know do. I don't have this all together. And Forrest <laughs> and I just did an interview behind the scenes the other day, and we said the same yeah. thing. Like, yeah, we're going to be fine tuning and fine-tuning, updating. Yeah, and you've done a tremendous amount of work. Yeah, tremendous. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to forget the Apple story if we want to tell. Oh it yeah, Apple. we can but tell. Oh okay. yeah, that's a great story. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I think it's really.
1: You know, what I have seen or what I have learned through my money work that has helped me in all areas of my life is just being courageous and brave to begin and to look and to say, I'm not perfect here. And not even that I'm not perfect. I'm like really a mess. And it felt like that. It felt like you were really a mess. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I mean, it felt that way and it kind of was that way. (laughs) I mean, it really, you know, I mean, it was appropriate or not appropriate, but it was just, it was reflective of where I was in my life. It was reflective of my upbringing. It was reflective. There was something wrong with it, but it wasn't something that I could feel solid and grounded in at all. And, um, and really it also wasn't that bad when I finally got in there. It was like, oh wait, I'm a normal person and this isn't that shameful and, and the biggest thing was I can get help and I can learn this and I, I'm not like, I'm not missing that part of my brain <laughs> that, that, you know, that can't learn about money. I mean, I think for a long time I was like, that's just not my thing. It's not my skill I'm I'm good at these other things. And actually the things and the places that I'm really good at, I bring to my relationship with money and it, it helps. Yeah. Heal it, it helps grow it, it helps ground it, you know. So it has been reevaluating based on where I am in my life, my values, and getting really clear about what's happening, you know, what's the reality of what's happening, mm-hmm. which changes. You know, every
0: season. Right. And then, what's most important? Okay. So this is something we share too, because Rebecca is also a trained therapist, mm-hmm. right? So we have that background, and so yeah. many of us think like we know we're really smart. Yeah. We know we're intuitive. We know we're creative. Yeah. But this money thing is like, yeah. we can't do it. We can't use that other side of your brain, our brain. Right. So you and I shared that, yeah. and then we were brave enough and courageous enough to say, "Wait a second, I can learn this, and I can bring mm-hmm. some of my smarts and skills." And intuition to this area of life and learn, learn about money. Learn about money.
1: Okay. And like corral our great friends who are also really amazing in these skill sets and be like, oh, we are a team who talk about, feel about, think about money differently or with more sensitivity or more holistically. And that's so cool. Yeah. Really. Um, And it gives me a lot more confidence when I show up at a board meeting or I show up in a more traditional financial type setting because I, I feel
0: really grounded and secure in my relationship to money. Okay. So when you're showing up with your financial support team Mm -hmm. and you're going into those meetings, so describe what it used to be like. I mean, I can only imagine. (laughs) Duck and hide, you know, or don't show up or create a drama,
1: um, around it. I mean, You know, I didn't even kind of go there. There wasn't a financial team. There wasn't any Um, Mm tap-in There was just this kind of infantile very I mean I I felt it as a very adolescent type
0: self. Okay, so let's talk about the teenager and then get into transitions. Yeah, Um, because a lot of folks in the art of money community they talk about their relationship to money as being in the infantile state back there or toddler Mm -hmm. or teenager phase stuck in these phases so just if you feel that way that's yeah. there's a huge community of folks that feel the same way right so <laughs> yeah. right? I mean I'm, a, I'm recovering but I still have moments. That's where you began yeah. it was like you had matured and developed in all these other areas of your life yeah. and there was still room to grow but you, you had matured yeah. and developed and then money was still as you said back and infantile and mm-hmm. you've been growing it up right? Yeah. And then we have a really good teenager story Yeah. Of you. It's one of my favorite stories <laughs> that she's given me permission to share all the time yeah. but I'd love you to share it like yeah. and this is um, something about you taking some of the art of money tools Mm -hmm. and practices Mm -hmm. and and decision making about what you're going to buy and where you're going to spend your money and where you're not and you went to the apple store to buy yourself a A new computer
1: which my computer i mean it started because my computer got stolen Which was already this moment where I felt totally irresponsible because it was, Mm -hmm. I had left it in my car and I had run in to do an errand and I accidentally, I I don't know what happened, but I must have left the doors open or something happened and someone literally walked by and took my computer out of my car and so I was already in the state of, I'm so irresponsible Mm -hmm. and how could I let that happen and, you know, but I needed a new computer and so I go into the Apple store and... I could feel my adolescent self, like <laughs> coming over. on, <laughs> coming on, over. and all the shiny, blingy Apple thingies coming out of the store. At me. over there was going oh, <laughs> Do you know what it. I mean? Yeah. It's just oh, you know. And then the you know the 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 salesperson coming and saying, "Ooh, this." And so you know, I start with you know, tell me about what is it you need, and what is it that you had, and, you know, I start very kind of grounded and sort of, but I have on my shoulder over me my adolescent self, who's also like, but I could want to get into this and this and this, and maybe I need that much more RAM or whatever memory, and maybe the nicer screen with the da-da-da-da-da, you know, I don't even know what it it was. I mean, I couldn't tell you what it is now,
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: but it was shiny, and... I found myself wanting to buy it (laughs) and like justifying, I can't remember what the number was at this point, but justifying a significant increase than what I had actually researched on the computer, what I needed for where I was. Um, And I was about to buy it and then I said, "Mm." and I took a breath and I, you know, I was working with you at the time and I said, slow down, body check in and I left I said I'm gonna I'm gonna go up to the car and I left and I I think I went to the car I went for a walk around the block and I processed I I don't even think I bought it that day I can't remember the details now Mm -hmm. because it's been a Mm -hmm. couple of years but um but I got grounded and I got an opportunity to talk to that self right right talk to that teenager that teenager I remember I did it I okay, hello, you, <laughs> like, you know. She was like, but I want, I want, I really, really, want. I really, really, really <laughs> want. And she was so good at convincing me why right. she needed it. Right. And why it was a good idea or why, you know, and I had to really kind of help her, Understand that it was a moment in time that she was really wanting and also honor her because my Adolescent self is extremely rebellious like Mm -hmm. so rebellious and so if I don't listen to her She mows me over in no time. She's very persuasive too. Oh, she
0: When she wants something she gets it gets it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean and so I've had to learn to be really um, Loving gentle and strategic with her and give her room to you know put her say in, um, listen to her, validate, um, you know, and it ended up that I went back in and I, and I didn't buy the, you, bought the, you, you bought, bought the medium and bought the medium level computer. Yeah. Right. That's what it was, which yeah. I think is what I was going for. <laughs> it was. Yeah. I mean. And I yeah. felt it was amazing cause it was such a small thing, mm. but it was a huge triumph for me yeah. and it was really, um, it was a yep. big day not just because I didn't spend the money, but actually because I got in relationship with this adolescent part of me around money. Mm. And that was the that was the triumph mm. for me.
0: Mm. Okay, so thank you for that. And then mm. let's talk about transitions because you were sharing with me a bit about being single, being married, yeah. da 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 and just like different points Have along the way like... and what happens in these transitions. Mm-hmm. With your relationship to money. Mm -hmm. Like, what have you had to do differently? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, one of the things
1: I'm, you know, personally and professionally really fascinated around is this idea around transitions and how we move through life. And ultimately, most of us don't get to get out of life without a lot of transitions. Some challenging ones. And some Some challenging ones, some beautiful ones, some beautiful ones that are very challenging, you know. And I think what I've learned is that like, through money and through other areas as I transition, that some of the key things have been to bring that awareness, to slow down, to say everything is new. Mm -hmm. You know, what I once did is not working anymore. And to reevaluate what are the values, Um, what are the patterns that maybe aren't working anymore from family or just wherever um and what's most important to me right now and what it was what that was as a single person around money or anything is so different than it was when I got engaged. Yeah. And it was it's now different being married. Well, how about getting engaged and then the whole prep for the wedding? For the wedding? Yeah. I mean, you know, like learning and all the values that come up when you're planning a wedding. I mean, that's That's, that's such a beautiful and stressful opportunity to come together with your partner and to just, you know, it's such a kind of a a dress rehearsal for life, you know, in a very intense little time, you know, to, oh, we're going to spend here because I, that's really important. I mean, dreams and values and, you know, priorities and parents and and families, like all of those things come into the planning of a wedding. Um, at least they did for ours yeah. and, um, and then, yeah. And then being married and settling into our day to day and, you know, planning for the future and, you know, we're expecting a little one here, <laughs> we have a little baby
0: on board. Hello so. world. She's announcing it <laughs> the world right now.
1: I'm pregnant. <laughs> this is crazy. But you know, with, um, yeah, God. so sweet, but with a new baby, I mean, I, we're in a whole new phase I don't know like I I'm approaching money all new and there's learning about boundaries and future and you know all kinds of things that really what I've learned is with each transition it's like a time to pause a time to slow down time to reevaluate update let go of things that don't work anymore bring in new things and then also
0: like reassess the support teams. Okay. So let's get really concrete for a second because yeah. I love how you're describing transitions because we can have money in place yeah. and our systems in place and our team in place yeah. and how we make decisions in place yeah. and even a money map in place and all of that. And then a transition happens. Yeah. And typically it all gets thrown up in the air again. Yeah. yeah. And we need to reevaluate and put it all back in place in a new way. So you've gone from being single Mm -hmm. to being engaged Mm -hmm. to being married Mm -hmm. to now being pregnant. Mm -hmm. Can you just talk a little bit about like even some of the nitty gritty like system changes or what do you have (laughs) in place Yeah,
1: practices?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I've gone from having a system and being on Mint every day or being completely on Quicken to... Then my Quicken, when my computer got stolen, my Quicken went, whoop, and I didn't have a backup. <laughs> so, you know, I had just done a year oh. <laughs> a year of tracking, and it was gone. Okay. And so I had to say, okay, do I want to redo that? And I didn't. And um, I put into place a different different thing, you know. And then it's just ebbed and flowed how I've really kind of for me, it's been more about like how, how, um, it's not how focused, but how nitty gritty I am with it. Like mm-hmm. how close I am, I think. Okay. So it's either like, am I in my numbers crunching, you know, with them or am I more, you know, checking it out from a, a bigger distance mm-hmm. and neither one, I, I used to kind of judge it, right? It was like, I, cause once I had the experience of being really in there and having my fingers all over it all the time. When I actually needed to just kind of take more of a landscape view and not be unconscious, not put my head back in the sand because it truly wasn't, I felt like, oh, am I doing something wrong? And Mm -hmm. then I learned, you know, a lot from you and just from easing into myself. It was like,
0: no, this is this time. right? right period. So can you remember back to a time when like you weren't even on Quicken or looking at your numbers? Like was that a huge moment to actually set up a system, get on Quicken and because some people would say, Well if you have enough money or if your numbers are beyond this, you don't need to do any of that. I also folks that say my numbers are so small, I don't need to set up a bookkeeping system. There's nothing much to look at. Yeah. But I think it doesn't matter again how big or small the numbers are no. It's it's being in relationship. Yes.
1: I mean it's like having Uh, being awake and aware. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, when I started to save receipts, when I started to pay attention to how much I was spending on coffee, when I was just, you know, having a more like intricate, intimate relationship with specifically my spending. And then it's, you know, integrated with my save. Like as I grew, it started with the spending. Yeah. And then as I grew, it became into savings and investing and future. Like it's, it's kind of network or mapped out into this like kind of beautiful thing. So when I think about money now, it does, it's not just about spending. Right.
0: Well that's where we start. Because yeah. We take one little baby step, and we go, okay. I've gotta look, I gotta look step at the spending. To start yeah. It is, and then. All of a sudden you can see a little further out and you go, oh, and there's this saving thing. And then, oh, a little further out, there's this yeah planning and investing thing. And, oh, then there's this financial support team. So, right. I mean, I've watched you for years. Like it was one yeah. baby step, some leaps. Yeah. But one baby step yeah. after the next, Definitely. which they're not really getting to see. But, you know. yeah, Yeah. I mean, lots of baby steps. Lots of baby steps. So what else? What else needs to be said? Anything Mm. else? Let's just check in for a second. Mm -hmm. Anything else that you would want to share about the deep, the internal and the external money work that you've done that I've gotten to witness? I mean, I
1: just think it's, for me, you know, you came into my life and were such a gift because you were you were at the intersection of me saying, me realizing I don't have to do this alone and I can get help. And that doesn't mean that I'm not doing it by myself.
0: Mm. Do
1: you know what Mm. I mean?
0: Well, for women, I mean, some men, but my God, do I see this as an issue of like folks really believing that they should know how to do this money thing. Yeah. We need, we we're smart enough. We should do it by ourselves. Yes. And, like, it's a... We did not receive this education. No. The majority of us no. did not through... Right. And I think many women
1: also know and they... Whether they know it secretly or silenced, they they know what's happening and they yeah. want to grow. And yet that shame piece keeps a, keeps it stuck. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, what's so beautiful about your community and you is... It, it lifts that, and it's like, come out of the woods. Come out, like, get with community. It's okay, yeah. and you can get support to make the changes and the transitions that you want to make. And if you're clear about that, then get help because you really, in my experience, I would not have done it on my own. It, I just wouldn't have. Yeah. I would be probably in the same place. Yeah. So, you know, and it's just so wonderful that you can you can you know that you know anytime we want to make a change or a shift or an update in our life you know those are the times to seek support about how to get there
0: yeah and to realize we're not alone no like we're not the only one with these money issues no we all have them they look kind of different everyone but at the end of the day actually the experiences and the emotions are all pretty much the same they're very it's all so similar Yeah. yeah
1: yeah I mean it's 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 money, but it's so much more, right. and you know that's what makes it both so complex, and so beautiful, and so powerful when you can have a relationship with it.
0: Yeah. So. Thank you so much for being live on camera. Yeah, thank you. In your home. Mm. <laughs> I love you. I love you, you. too.
1: I'm very grateful for
0: you. Oh, very grateful and for you. And <laughs> now we have a little. Now we have a little munchkin. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Thanks so much, everyone, mm. for being with us. <laughs> thank you. Bye from San Francisco. Bye. Thank you for joining me with this money memoir interview. I really hope you found something here to take with you, whether it was a lesson, some inspiration, or even just a little grace for yourself and where you are in your money journey. If you're feeling called to wade deeper here, please pack your financial goals, soul deep aspirations and grab your favorite person. The Art of Money is a holistic framework that integrates money healing, money practices and money maps and blends therapeutic, body-based practices with real-life tools that we all need to create healthy, sustainable change in our money lives. So if you'd like to begin your money healing journey with the art of money today, learn more at barrytesler.com.